You know, there's no accidents in the kingdom of God. And God has a purpose and a plan for your life. And today is part of that plan. Today is a very important part of that plan. You know, uh, there's some new people here. I'm seeing for the meeting for the very first time. So great to meet you. We would love for you, if you don't have a home church, to be able to come back next Sunday. Come get plugged into the family. There's a great fellowship time afterwards. So great to, to meet you. There's a bulletin that you got. You can take a look at some of the things that our church does. Well, we would love to, to continue to meet and grow in that relationship with you. So thank you so much for being here. Good job. Well, happy Easter. We just wanted this service to be so great. We even brought in a drummer from Kohala on the Big Island. So we did, church. Well, I tell you what, if you would stand, we're going to close this service right now. Um, thank you so much for coming. And uh, April Fools. So I know some of you are thinking, oh, man, I wish that wasn't a joke. No, we, it's going to be great. I'm so glad that you're here. You know, we've been working really hard. We've been praying a whole lot for this service. That, that we prayed, if, if you've come here and, and you've not been to church for a while or, or you don't go to church, you've never been to church, we kind of designed this service for you. That we, you were on our hearts as a church. And so I'm so blessed that you took time to join us here today. Um, I am just praying that in some way, in some way that you would experience God in a really, in a, in a deeper and a more personal way. You know, there was once this sculptor, and he was working on this large block of marble. And, you know, with his chisel and hammer, he's, he's, he's chiseling away. And his little boy, he kind of walks in, and he's watching him. He's watching this guy works. And the little boy, all he sees is this big, big stone, and he sees this, you know, pieces and chips kind of like flying away, or falling off of that big stone. And then so he asks, you know, he built up the courage, and he asked this sculptor, he said, sir, tell me, how did you know what this rock is supposed to be, you know? And uh, the sculptor just kept on chiseling away, and so the boy left. And a few weeks later, he comes back, and, and, and standing before him is, is, not a block of, is not a block of marble anymore. It's this, it's this lion, and, and this lion is there, and, uh, uh, and it's beautiful, and it's powerful, and it's just sitting in the place of where that, that block of stone used to be. And so the boy asks again, he says, how did you know that there was a lion in that rock? And, you know, like that sculptor, you know, God is at work in our lives. God is at work in your life, and he's chipping away, and there's things that are falling off, and, and all the good things that he's taking in our lives, all the challenges that we face in our lives, that he's working all those things out because he sees something that we don't see, that, that he wants something for us that's so much better, that when we look at our lives, sometimes we look and think, man, our life's a mess, and God is saying, no, there's something beautiful in there, and and I believe that that's the message that God wants all of us to hear this Easter. That there's something beautiful that God is doing. And it starts with God. That out of his amazing love for us, he sent his son Jesus to come and die for us. And he sent his son Jesus to, on a mission, a mission that would cost Jesus his life. And this mission was for us. And hundreds of years before Jesus came to earth, the prophet Isaiah talked about what Jesus would be doing. And so we read in Isaiah 61, it says that the Spirit of the Lord, this is about Jesus, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to preach good tidings to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and and the opening of the prison to those who are bound to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God. And this passage is about Jesus, and this passage about the mission that Jesus 
is on. And what he's saying is Jesus came to set us free. He didn't just come for the good people, the people who had their acts together, but he came for us all. And that's what Isaiah is saying, that Jesus came for us all. And that Jesus would come and he would make this incredible, beautiful exchange. That, that, that he came to do something that's so beyond what we would think. And so he goes on, and, and, and this exchange is, is really, when you look at exchange in, in, in a dictionary, it's the act of giving or taking one thing in return for something else. It's the act of substituting one thing in return and in place of another. And that's what Jesus came to do. And in Isaiah 61, he goes on. He says, Jesus came to comfort all who mourn, to console those who mourn in Zion, to give them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they may be called trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he may be glorified. And here's the thing. If you are hurting, and if you're mourning, broken relationship, you lost someone, just life isn't that great, and you're just down, and you're hurting. What Jesus has come to do, Isaiah says, Jesus has come to take all of that, all of the mourning, all of the hurt, all of the pain, and he's going to exchange all of that, and he's going to give you comfort. And then if, if you are stressed and burdened, feeling like you're just carrying the weight of the world, no. and that describes a lot of us, that we just feel like, man, I don't know. Jesus, Isaiah says that Jesus has come to take all of that, take all of our burdens, take all of the stress, take all of that stuff, the weight of the world, and he's going to exchange that. He's going to take that, and he said he's going to give you a garment of praise. And it's not just any garment of praise. It's like the word there is like a mantle. It's something heavy. It's a heavy wrap, something that would wrap around you, that you would feel, that you would, you would feel secure in. And he says that he's going to take all that stress, and he's going to give you something that's going to wrap around your life is praise and thanksgiving. And then you think of all the junk that's gone on in your life. You know, things might have started off really, really great, you know, and then somehow it just crashed and it burned. You know, um, you've looked at things and you had such high, high hopes, and now you look, it's just a pile of ashes. It could be a relationship, it could be a marriage, it could be a job, you know, it could be a business venture that you are just like, man, this is so exciting, I can hardly wait to do this. And all you see is ashes. It could be dreams that just didn't work out. And Jesus has come to exchange and to take the pile of ashes in your life. And he's going to take that. And in its place, he's going to give you beauty. Think about that. Think about just the pain and the junk in your life. And that Jesus came to say, hey, give me, give me, give me that. And he gives you beauty instead of ashes. See, that's incredible, and that's the amazing gift that Jesus offers to all of us. That's the incredible and beautiful exchange. That Jesus came to make this crazy exchange because he loves us, because he loves you. And he did all that so that it doesn't matter what goes on in our lives, that we would be able to stand like a strong tree in the midst of the most violent storm and houses are blowing away, but that tree is there. And Jesus said, I came to make this beautiful exchange so that you will be able to stand. That you would be able to stand. Because no one escapes hard times. No one escapes challenges. There are times when tough things are going to happen to us. That you might be going through a tough time right now. 
a hard time right now, a sad time right now. And Jesus came on this mission. Jesus came on this mission to make that exchange. Everybody makes, everybody makes mistakes in our lives, right? That we've made bad decisions. We've made bad choices. And now we bear the results of that. That we live with the results of that. We have nobody to blame. We just can blame ourselves. I mean, we, we made some mistakes. But Jesus came. And he doesn't care about those mistakes. He says, I'm going to take those mistakes. I'm going to take all the ashes in your life. And I'm going to take them, and I'm going to give to you beauty instead. See? That's why Jesus came. And this, this beautiful exchange came at a great cost. That in order for Jesus to make this exchange, he had to do something out of extreme love. He had to exchange his life for ours. That he took the mess of our lives, the sin in our lives, all the junk in our lives, and he says, I'm going to die in your place. And that is the most beautiful of exchanges. I don't deserve it. I don't des- we don't deserve it. But it's out of, great, out of God's great love that Jesus said, I'm willing I'm here to make that exchange. And we're here on Easter and every Easter because if it ended with Jesus dying on the cross, it would have been, wow, that's a great sacrifice that a man has made for all of us. But because he rose from the dead and God defeated the power of death, it cemented the whole thing that it affirmed that all that Jesus said, all that Isaiah said, is absolutely true, and we can stake our lives on it. That's the power of the resurrection. That's why the resurrection is so important. In fact, Jesus says this in 11, John 11, verse 25. I am the resurrection and the life. Anyone who believes in me will live even after dying. And everyone who lives in me and believes in me will never die. See, Jesus came to offer every single person, everybody, everybody, this costly and this beautiful exchange. That's what Jesus has come to do. And and, and let that sink in. Let that sink in. That, that Jesus did this for you. Because he sees you, right? We know somebody, or we've heard about somebody, who knows when we are sleeping, he knows when we're awake, he knows when we've been bad or good, so be good for goodness sake, right? We know that dude. But Jesus knows us so much better. Because he's more than just a Santa Claus that he's the Lord God Almighty, and he knows your life. He's no, he knows everything that you've done. And seeing what we've done, he says, he's worth it. She's worth it. And I've come to, to make this exchange. Yeah, Mark, I know you got some junk in your life. I know you got some ashes. But I've come to take those ashes and in this place, I'm going to give you beauty. He sees us, and man, we're just hurting, and we don't let anybody else know that we're hurting, but he knows. And he says, I'm going to take that pain. Just give me that pain. No, 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 no. You didn't cause this pain. Pain is my own. And he says, I know, I know. But I, <laughs> give me that pain. And in exchange, I'm going to give you comfort. Or, man, you know, we're stressed, and Jesus says, give me all your stress. And we say, you know, I've caused this stress. I'm this, I'm that, I've done that, I've done this, I tried this, done all that. 
And Jesus says, I know. I know, I love you, I see all that. But give me your stress. And I'm going to give you a peace. And I'm going to give you an assurance. And I'm going to give you that when you get up in the morning, you get up with joy. And that joy and that spirit of praise would carry you throughout the day. You're going to feel it as though you're, you're walking around with this heavy jacket. I'm going to exchange, make that exchange for you. And we say, how do we know all this? And Jesus said, because I exchange my life for you. That all the penalty, all the consequences for all the things we've done that fallen short of God's standard. He says, I'm going to exchange all of that. You give me that, and I'm going to give you a life, a life that will go on forever. That's the beautiful exchange. And Jesus came to offer every single one of us that beautiful exchange. And if you're wondering, like, really? Like, for me, really? I want to say this, that today we're going we're gonna to hear of a story of how one man believed and accepted Jesus' offer of this beautiful exchange, how God took the ashes of his life and exchanged it and turned it for beauty beyond all that he could ask or imagine. And so I want you to join me in welcoming Jed and his wife Amy Tesoro. What makes this even more special is that, is that Jed is an alumnus of this school. And so in a lot of ways, this is kind of full circle uh, uh, for Jed. Welcome. <laughs> now, now, Amy, what school did you graduate from? Castle. Castle. <laughs> castle, castle, no give us hassle, okay? <laughs> and then Jed... Thank you guys for coming and sharing. How does it feel to, to be back in, in, at this school, but in this auditorium? How, how does that feel for you? I think the, in retrospect, it's, it's kind of surreal in a sense that God truly is a God of second chances. The last time I was in this auditorium as a student, I was sitting in the middle of one of those back rows, and they announced that one of our Students should not participate in our graduation for their disrespect for our school oval. And that student was me. I don't know if my mom and dad know, but I almost never graduate or participate in graduation because of that. You know what? In Utah, nobody knew, but Mrs. Ono, who was here, yeah? Yes. She, I was just, she's here today. I was talking to her. She said she, remember, she knew it was you. Yes, I guess um, a lot of people kind of did know. They kind of knew. Didn't, yeah, I didn't realize, but... Um, yeah, so being able to come back and um, with a different heart, a different lens, a different um, attitude is, um, yeah, it's just so blessed to be here. So. God has done some incredible, incredible things. Yes. We're going to take a, a few minutes, and uh, we have a video. Um, Chris Rhodes and, and, and Mel Rhodes and, and Chris's brother uh, created, produced this, this amazing video of how God turned uh, beauty for ashes. Take a look. I graduated from Makina High School in 1980, and um, at that time I didn't know who God was. Uh, I wasn't a Christian, and so at that time, um, no relationship with God whatsoever. I loved playing football. Uh, I was always too small to play football, Pop wanted, but I really wanted to play, um, be on the field, so um, I was fortunate. With the opportunity of starting off um, each year and being able to play um, so much my junior year. My senior year at McKinley High School, uh, I wasn't a believer then. Uh, two of my friends and I said we're going to do something to uh, leave our mark at McKinley High School. And the Oval is a sacred place where you don't even walk up um, on top. And, um, and that's where the McKinley um, statue is. And so I did a couple um, donuts 
um, drove around the Oval a couple times, and uh, and at graduation in this in the auditorium, um, I think it was Coach Takamori announced that some people should not participate in our commencement because of their disrespect to our school, and so I went to him and I apologized, and uh, yeah, I guess I was unfortunate that they allowed me to participate um, in the commencement. After graduation, I considered um, going to uh, college to play football. And I had the fortune of being able to go to the University of Hawaii instead, being a part of the College Opportunities Program. Unfortunately, because of alcohol and drugs, I was um, kicked out of the Animal House Storm, Anui Nui, because of breaking the rules, I guess. And, um, and so, once again, it's just how alcohol and drugs um, was a negative impact on my life. Then I went on to work for a chucking company, Island Movers, and there I was fired three times. And even then, um, twice, two out of three times, alcohol and drugs were a part of the firing. Before becoming a Christian, the thing was real simple. Uh, live, enjoy life, get a job, have a family, and basically, I guess, just like so many other local families, just to live life, survive life. I first met Amy in this home. We've been, we dated for about seven years, and we've been married for about 28 years. My relationship with God was a process. Um, it's been a journey. I think growing up, I was a supposed to Christian. I supposed to go church because my family went on those holidays. Then I became a holiday Christian. Uh, I went to church, um, Christmas, Easter, when there was time. And then I became a seasonal Christian. I started playing softball for the church. And in order to play softball, they said one requirement was you need to go to church. So I went to church. I didn't always go to that church. He did a lot of softball and hanging out with his friends. So after the game, they would drink and he would come home late. And when he came home, he would still drink more. And by himself, it's like the party's over, but he's still drinking by himself. When Amy was pregnant with our son, Channing, I really didn't know um, how to feel or, or how to deal with situations. And so I know that um, I dealt with it with um, what I dealt, how I dealt with things before, um, alcohol, drugs. About a week before the due date of our son, Channing, same, same old thing, um, I went to bed, fell asleep, and um, Amy woke me up and said she felt contractions. And at that time, um, being the person I was or the life I lived, I just told her, well, if you want to go to the hospital, let's go. If not, just wake me up if you let go and I went back to bed. The next day after the, the night of contractions, I went to the doctor because I didn't feel any movement. So I went to the doctor and he confirmed that um, they cannot you know, find a heartbeat anymore. So he said that the baby is still born and you still have to go and give birth to the baby. Well, once I found out the news, I, I felt like looking at my life, what did, what did I do wrong? Was I that bad to deserve this or is God mad at me? So it was really hard because two miscarriages and then the stillborn, it was like, I don't know if we're ever going to have children. When I got the news from Amy about our son not having a heartbeat, um, I think the hard part, the hardest part was to see her heart broken. And, um, but as for me, as far as the situation, um, I, I guess I felt more lost. I wasn't really sure what to say, what to do, how to react. And so I was just there and really blaming myself that if I had taken her to the doctors, to the hospital, will I still have my son? And that's um, 
that took years to um, to forgive myself. And um, well, after the stillborn, um, I had a friend praying for me, and she um, asked me to go to church. So I said, "Okay, why not?" I mean, she was praying for me for a long time, and that's when we started going to church and. Um, that's when we started our relationship with Christ. And being able to choose to follow and to love God, um, yeah, transformed us. And so it's hard that to truly explain how something as, as, as heart-wrenching and, and out of that brokenness of losing our son that such a tragedy was such a blessing. And yet, our son gave us the greatest gift that we could ever receive from a child in that he gave us uh, a relationship with Jesus. He gave us our walk with Christ. And God used him to set a foundation in the life of our family. Growing up, alcohol was always a part of our family, always a part of my friendships, and after the loss of our son, Channing, um, we started to go church regularly. During one of those evenings, um, Pastor Kel um, led our small group in prayer, and in that prayer, he asked, did anybody see anything? And at that time, I saw a picture of a, an alcohol bottle in um, the stomach of a cartoon character, and so part of it was that I thought that if I keep drinking, then I'm gonna have a big opal, I'm gonna have a big stomach, I'm gonna be fat, you know? And, um, and the other one was that because of the alcohol, that I wasn't worthy of having children because I would only be perpetuating the generational curse of alcohol and drinking in my children's line. And so at that time, they prayed for me and, um, and, I, and I felt the Lord say, um, this is the day, this is the evening that you're gonna stop drinking. I've drank since eighth grade, and um, that night was the last time I drank. He hasn't drank since then, and that was huge because who can do that? Like, what? To me, he was an alcoholic, and to just not drink anymore, just to stop cold turkey like that, that, that has to be God. Nobody can do that. One year after Channon had passed. Um, God blessed us with a daughter. She had actually, she had the same due date as Channon. Um, during that whole pregnancy, I was at peace. We had our small group praying for us and I just felt like this is, this is all God, you know, he's gonna do it this time. And we were blessed with Shante. Quitting drinking was something huge that only God could do. Um, but then to have a child a year later, having the same due date after our brokenness, after our ashes, and to have this beautiful child that God has blessed us with, and then and even more of His grace and His favor of having another beautiful daughter, and then having a son. I taught Sunday school with... Uh, incredible woman of God, Lillian Honjo. And she was a teacher, an elementary school teacher. And she encouraged me to um, go back and become a teacher. And so I, I took it to heart and I said, okay. But I still was working for the trucking company. And one day while driving the truck, I tipped the truck over um, on the freeway and really started to give thanks to God that while he protected us and Part of that, that was part of the journey. That was part of, okay, maybe this is not the, God has not called, God called me to something bigger, which was education. Jed's impact as a teacher is amazing. He um, he's just has this leadership and how he impacts the kids. And I hear stories, he comes home, he comes home and tells me stories about his day and how um, the kids, the kids just love him. Yeah. So his, his impact is really strong in the schools. Being a spiritual advisor with the McKinley High School football team these past two years 
has been great. And to see the new football coach and coaching staff at McKinley High School, it's, you know, the hope in the future that these McKinley High School football players have is beyond the football field. It's beyond what anything we could ever ask or imagine. And it has been an honor and a privilege to be a part of um, the new McKinley High School football program. And uh, I'm blessed to be able to be a part of that and to see what God is going to do even more. Being able to testify of God's goodness, of His faithfulness, of His love, His allure for us is, is beyond, beyond words, beyond miraculous. Um, even to this day when I see high school people, it's, it's, they're stunned that um, I'm a Christian, that I'm a teacher, and um, I'm sober, and, um, and it's all because of God. And to just see His hand in, in so many areas of our life, um, our marriage is better, uh, a lot better, uh, our family, and um, each of our children, um, where they are at, each of them have that love and, and heart um, for God. Is, um, that's been our prayer, that, um, that as for me and my household, as for me and my ohana, we will serve the Lord. Our son, Channing, middle name was Kahialoa, which means first love. And he gave us that first love, that love for Christ. God blessed us with uh, a grandson, Levi, and our daughter asked us if it was okay for them to give him the middle name Channing and to to see that come full circle and to see um, to see that God truly did have a plan. Kind of hard to um, comprehend or understand. But, um, yeah, I mean, Levi has been such a blessing. God's love and faithfulness is just, I mean, Levi is just a reminder. The scripture from Isaiah that talks about beauty from ashes is truly um, our life's journey and what God has done in our life. That we went from living a life that was just so worldly in a lot of sense and, and really no hope, no future besides just surviving. God has transformed it and just the hope in the future, the destiny that He had for us individually, that what He had for us as a married couple, what He had for us as a family. And um, it's just, for lack of a better, incredible as we continually see God's hand in our lives that there's been so many times that we, it could have been a setback and it was just a, a setup that God had a bigger plan, a bigger picture. And we're so grateful that He gives us those opportunities to grow from our tragedies, our ashes, our, our disappointments, and how He creates it into blessings. He creates it into a hope and a future that we have for, not for just us, but for our family, and not just for our family, but for everybody's life, for everybody's family. That's an example of the beautiful exchange that Jesus came to earth to offer to all of us. I'll call the Tesoros up. They're going to bring up their family. Jed, why don't you introduce um, your, your family? This is my wife, Amy, my daughter, Shante, her husband, Jordan, Levi, my son, Micah, and my daughter, Kristen. Anything, you know, like as you think about what God has done, you know, just how, how crazy good, what would you like to share with everybody here? Because God did something, like you said, it wasn't just for you, it wasn't just for your family. This was something for everybody. Anything you want to share? I talked to Pastor Mark, and I think the biggest thing that I would um, 
want to share is that um, it's because people prayed for us and walked alongside of us that we can be able to testify of his goodness. And it's like I told the prayer group um, this morning, and I texted um, the pastor of the, um, the church that I go, um, that, um, that our testimony is actually the church's testimony. It's your testimony. And we are each other's testimony. And, um, and that's the exciting thing, too. So uh, what I would like to do is be able to pray to Pastor Mark that, um, yeah, because um, a lot of people prayed for us, and, and we saw God's hand and God's blessing. So if it's okay, um, if you can bow your heads as I pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your goodness. We thank you for your son, Jesus, being obedient to the Father and going to the cross and dying for our sins. And we thank you for your Holy Spirit that comes to minister to us, to speak to us, to guide us. Heavenly Father, thank you for my beautiful wife, Amy, and our kids, Channing, for his gift of Jesus. Mm-hmm. Micah, for his joy and willingness to serve on missions. For Kristen, for a beautiful spirit and the gift of encouraging writing. To Shante and Jordan, for being great parents and teachers. To Cody and Denise and their life and marriage in Christ. To my first, not only first, grandchild, Levi, who is a constant reminder of God's love and faithfulness. To my parents and my family for hanging in there. My brother John being there and my sisters. To the church Ohana at MGMC and KCF. To the work, Ohana, for each place that I've worked at and how God has used that. And to our friends. To Makile High School and all the brothers and sisters and staff, especially Coach New Takamori and Coach Pat Silva and his Makile football staff. And for my teacher, Sensei Yoshimoto, and a dear friend who refused to stop praying, Dana Nakamura. This is our testimony as evidence of what God can do in each of our lives, families, churches, workplaces, and beyond. And so, Lord, I thank you, Lord, for your word in Numbers 6, 24 to 26 that says, May the Lord bless you and protect you. May the Lord smile on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord show you his favor and give you his peace. And so, Lord, from this day, may we choose not to just be fans or holiday Christians or seasonal Christians, that we truly become followers of you and that we'll be able to see your goodness, that we'll be able to see the impact and the transformation that you can have in each of our lives, in our families, in our workplaces, that wherever we go, Lord, that we can see you and we can give thanks. And so, Lord, we bless you, and, and you're such a good God. And it's kind of hard now not to contain myself. Tell when it's playing, I'm sharing with the football team. And so if it's okay, I want to ask everybody, if you can stand up, if you can stand up and extend your hand on somebody, put your hand on somebody. So, everybody touching somebody. All right. Because the beauty is we all have a blessing to give. We all have a blessing to give. So repeat after me. Dear Lord, in Jesus' name, we thank you for your love, for your Allah. And Lord, in Jesus' name, we thank you for each person, for each heart that is here today. May you bless them. May you draw near to them. Because your word says that as we draw near to you, you draw near to us so come Holy Spirit draw near to us may you touch us may you fill us so that we can glorify you so that we can testify so that we can have that testimony of your goodness of your love and so we bless you we bless you Lord for what you are doing in our lives in the lives of our families, in the lives of the church Ohana, we give you glory in your precious name. In the name of Jesus, and everybody said, Amen. Give somebody a hug and say, I love you. Okay, thank you, guys. You know, as I was standing up here with Jed, um, I just couldn't help remembering that the first time I met Jed, I used to work at Pizza Hut in Kaneohe. I used to work uh, with Jed's sister. 
And um, I remember we were playing, I was playing basketball at, at, a, at a school in, in Kaneo. We just was, you know, playing one day. And then um, on the field, coming to the court with these two guys, you know, and they had buzz cut hair because it was, um, was practice, summertime, it was practicing for football. And that's the first time I met Jed and his brother John. And they was coming to join us um, to play basketball. And I was thinking about it as Jed was talking up here and I was standing up here. And, and for both of us, I'm thinking, who would have thought that one day we're going to be in this stage and you're going to be testifying to how good God is and I'm going to be one pastor. That was on beautiful exchange right there, right? I mean, that's, who would have known, you know? And like, like Amy said, who, who does stuff like that? Jesus does stuff like that. That's what God wants to do. That's why he sent Jesus to come to earth on this mission to offer this beautiful exchange. My encouragement to you, my encouragement to you is don't let this day go by. And that is just this nice, kind of joyful, religious holiday. But, but it would be something so much more significant than that. that. That my encouragement to you is that get and receive everything God has for you and take that step of faith. That it requires just one little step of faith. And um, when you came in, you know, you got a card and, and you take out that card now. This is like the most important card in your life. But if you got a card, if you don't have a card or pencil or pen, um, our ushers and usherettes will, will, will get one to you. But please, please make sure you have a card. All right. And it says on this card that on this very special day, I make a decision to... And you got some steps of faith. Got some steps of faith. And the first step of faith for some of you would be to place my faith or my trust in Jesus, my Savior. That when you place your trust, when you place your faith in Jesus, this is where it all starts. That's where it all begins. That's when this beautiful exchange is not just an offer. It's not just a gift. It's a reality in your life. And if you want what God did in, in Jed's life, and if you believe what he's saying, then, then take that step and place your faith in the Lord Jesus. That's what us Christians mean when we say accepting Jesus into our lives. It's just about saying, God, I'm going to trust and I'm going to believe in you. That you sent Jesus to come on this mission. And he died on that cross. And three days later, you raised him up. And that's why we're here on Easter. And today, I'm going to grab that gift. Because I don't want no ashes no more. I don't want all the stress. I don't want to mourn. I don't want to be down in the dumps anymore. I want, I need that beautiful exchange. That I want you to take the ashes in my life and make something beautiful. That I want what I saw on that screen today. I want that, be, I want that to be my life. And if that's where you are, then grab that pen. And if you don't got a pen, get a, get a needle and poke your finger and in blood, just check off that box and say, Jesus, your blood, my blood, here we go. Now, don't do that. Get a pen. Get a pen, right? But check that off. For some of you, it's like, man, I'm not really ready to make that step. 
but I, I got to know more. And that step of faith is to know more. And my encouragement to you is come back next week. Yeah, move beyond what Jen was talking about, a holiday or a seasonal Christian or a guest. Just come and check it out. I promise you something. We will not embarrass you. I'll embarrass Jed, but I won't embarrass you. Okay? Just come back and check that out. And you say, okay, you know what? I'm willing to take that step. Check that box off. Right? For some of you, you said, you know what? I'm a Christian. But you know, I, I feel like I got something, but I don't got it all. That third, this third step is for you. It's growing in your relationship with Jesus by joining our campaign called Not a Fan. That, that this campaign that we're going to do starting from next week is just for you. We're going to ask the Lord to, to show us, make it really clear how we can walk as true followers of Jesus. Now, that's something. And that's something that you feel like that's that next step for me. Check that box off. You see, you might be thinking, ah, oh, it's just a card. What, what this is, is an affirmation of something you're going to do in your heart. And again, you know, I just want to encourage you, don't, don't let today go by without making and taking a step of faith. You know, God is here. The Holy Spirit is here. And he sees us, he knows us. And he's just waiting for us just to take that step. Because when we do, he can begin to activate all the things that he wants to do. He wants to begin to just take those ashes, take those stress, and make that exchange in your life. We're going to pray right now. And um, we're going to pray. And as we pray, and then the worship team is going to sing a song. During that time, you know what, just if, You do business with God. And you say, God, you know what? I am going to take that step. I'm going to take that step in my heart. And I'm going to take that step and I'm going to fill out that card. A little nervous about filling out a card. Strange place. But I'm going to take that step. I'm going to do it. All right? Won't you stand with me? And let's pray. And we're going to pray that if you've never, ever made a decision to put your faith in Jesus, we're going to pray together for that. And that all you do is, if you've never ever put your faith in Jesus, and that's that box you checked off and you're going to check off, you just pray along and you just agree with that prayer. And God will come in and he'll make that beautiful exchange. Let's pray. Father, I just want to thank you that nothing happens by accident. That every person you wanted here is here. That every person who has come here this morning is here because you led them here. That you had a purpose for them to be here. And so we just ask you and we pray that simple prayer, come Holy Spirit, come. And Father, we say to you, we recognize you to be the God of this universe. We believe that you sent your son Jesus to die on that cross. And we thank you and we believe that you raised him from the dead. And that's why we're here, we're celebrating Easter. Some of us call it Resurrection Sunday. But we believe what you've done. And now we believe that you've done it for us. That you've done it for me. And with as much or as little faith that I have, that I say to you, Jesus, I accept you to be my Savior. That I need that offer for this beautiful exchange. And so thank you. I place my faith in you. Now come and work in my life. 
take my ashes, take my stress, take my mourning, take my sadness, and replace it with beauty, comfort, joy, and gladness. That we would be strong, that I would be strong, and no matter what life has to offer, I can stand firm. And that my life, like Jed to Sorrow's life, would bring you glory. Thank you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, I want to thank you folks for coming. Um, this has been a good Easter. Um, I'm going to ask you to do something, all right? See these cards? If you would like, as an act of faith, just bring it up, just put it on the stage. Just anyone that says, put it on the stage. Um, we have some of these packets here. Um, we have some outside. If you've made a decision to place your faith in the Lord, just grab one. It's a gift, right? It'll just help you uh, learn more about Jesus. So that's there. Some, some uh, packets are also outside. Um, we're going to pray and then bring your cards up. Head out there and have some food and just hang out and have a good time, right? Father, thank you so much that, that you loved us so much that you sent your son Jesus on a mission of love. And Jesus, how you died on that cross, you were raised from the dead. To offer us this beautiful exchange. And Father, today we say we grab it. Jesus, we grab that exchange. Will you begin to transform our lives and take the ashes and turn them to beauty? We thank you, thank you, thank you. And thank you for everyone here. Bless them. Bless them. Show them how much you love them. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, God bless. Thank you again for coming. Make your way out, bring your cards, bring them to the front. That'll be awesome.